Guys, good evening. This is Mrs. Ford. You are listening to English Teacher Radio. Let's gotta check the time, y'all. Thursday, April 2nd, 8.07 p.m. Huge day. Huge day on the podcast. Oh, okay. What are we gonna do? First, I gotta tell you about my day. Silver lining. Silver lining called sunshine. Um, and then we're gonna talk about we got to talk about chapter six. Then we're going to talk about the AP test, which I just listened. I just took a webinar on. And then we're going to talk about the Gov's big announcement today, which I know you guys are all thinking about. Um, and then we got to do everyone's favorite part of the show, which is shout outs. Oh, okay. So let us begin. Um, my day. Well, the sunshine, sunshine is everything. It's my drug, guys. So it made a big difference. My kids were out on the trampoline. I took a walk, took lots of walks. Um, One thing that I will say this, like one big fat silver lining is my daughter and I take walks, you know, like everybody else out there, we're taking walks all the time. And there's this, it's called an island. I call it an island. Like picture it. It's a, we live in a neighborhood. There are like streets, right? Normal. And then there's like these little plots of like land, right? You call the island. Like nobody lives there, but They just kind of sit in the middle of these streets that go around it. And so she's four. So every day I've said like, hey, let's walk to the island. I mean, it's like six houses away. It's a plot of grass in the middle of a bunch of roads with some trees there. And she thinks it is the coolest thing in the entire world, which is fine. (laughs) But it's just funny every day. She's like, mom, we got to walk to the island. Can we go to the island? You know, and then she's always like, race to the island. And she thinks it's the, she just thinks it's awesome. And, um, you know, I hate, it's. I feel so crazy and stupid saying this. But like, today we were walking to the island. I was like, oh, Tatum, like, look at the trees. And you can see there. I mean, I don't know if anyone else has like looked at trees for the first time in their life. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've been looking at the trees a lot lately and talking to Tatum about what happens when spring comes and how the trees know when it gets warm out and, you know, she's asks why they're all kind of this far away from the houses. And it's I say, cause the roots are so big. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, trees, right? <laughs> I feel crazy most days all the time, but the trees are fascinating. And I've been looking at them a lot more and spending a lot more time with them. And, um, what is more beautiful, um, than a tree. And I know that sounds weird, but trees are poetry to me. You know, you, you stare at them long enough. Oh my gosh. I mean, how long have they been here? They've seen it all. They've stood there through it all. Um, so Tatum and I have been going to the island a lot and we've been bonding with the trees a lot. And that's just where I am right now. Um, I hope you guys had a good day. I, I know for me, the sunshine is a very big deal. And I was so happy when I woke up this morning. Okay. Um, AP Lit. Uh, I know we have a lot to talk about, but we didn't talk about chapter six last night because Malash was on and I really hope you enjoyed that episode. So we're going to talk about chapter six tonight and then, um, I'm going to, I'm going to assign and I should probably put this in classroom, but on Monday of next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week on the pod, we're going to go seven, eight, and nine in terms of chapters. So, um, I will say this, like nothing really happened plot wise in chapter six and I acknowledge that. But chapter seven is when the action begins in the world of Okonkwo. So 
The focus of chapter six is this wrestling match that comes with the, um, what is this? What is this called? The, uh, hold on. I don't want to get this wrong. The wrestling match is of course an extension of the feast of the new yam. And it's like their entertainment. And so, um, they all go and watch a wrestling match together. And I would hope, you know, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that as cultures, we have these things that unify us and watching great feats of physical strength is something that people have done throughout time and space and across the globe, which I think is really cool. I think in the midst in, you know, I know it sucks that we're not all together in school, but I think that we've all felt this way that this pandemic has made us, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I mean, everyone around the world is either dealing with this or they're about to. And it really is a great equalizer. Um, it makes you, it has made me realize that humans, we, we all, no matter what country li we live in, we all struggle when our communities get taken away. We all struggle when we can't hug our parents or see our friends or all that stuff that makes us human. And so I think what's cool about reading Things Fall Apart right now is that it, the setting is hundreds of years ago on the other side of the world. And yet they're in some ways, not all, trust me, in some ways, it's all the same stuff. It's family, it's food, it's, you know, watching a sporting event. It's, it's all those things. Just, it just looks different, but it's all the same. Um, and I think even when we get to the parts that will look extremely foreign to you, there are ways to say, no, 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 we, we do, we do the same thing, but in, but in our own little version. So the focus of chapter six was the wrestling match. And this doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't have any significance, but it is just another sort of pillar in their customs and traditions. And again, all Achebe is trying to do is create this foundation of our understanding of the Igbo world and the, the physical. And again, it's like, Okonkwo is a hyper-masculine male, which is unappealing and people get annoyed by him in the village. But at the same time, you can understand why masculinity is valued, right? So if wrestling is, is the focus, then it is no wonder that people value extremely physically strong men. And if we were in class, I would invite, I would invite us to consider to what degree does our community really value masculinity in the traditional way? So thinking, I don't want to say globally, but like in terms of all of America, right? Football, American football, which is extremely unique to our country, is an incredibly popular sport. As a result, high schools across the country, colleges across the country have football teams. So it like trickles down into our community and say what you want, but a lot of times those extremely uh, masculine players who play on those teams, they're very valued by their community because they have this special skill or they have this, you know, this physical strength, um, that helps their community in some way. And, you know, although Okonkwo is crazy in many ways, he's, his physical strength is, is valued by his community. If you guys remember, um, Okonkwo, hold on. And like the first, chapter, one of the first anecdotes that we get is about how Okonkwo was well known throughout the nine villages because he was such a good wrestler. Um, I had a student email about like, what is with all, what was my question on the note sheet about the stories? And 
what you're going to find, or to clarify the question, is that throughout the book, when Okonkwo and other adults in the community speak to each other, they will often communicate ideas by telling each other a story. And I hesitate to use the word folktale. Um, I don't, I don't think that's a direct translation as to what these are, but that's kind of what they do. Like when they first sit down with each other, they'll say, Oh, I want to tell you a story about a man who, and then, um, they'll tell a story and that story will teach a lesson in some way. Um, I really should have picked an example before I came on the podcast, but, uh, I didn't. Um, I will say though, like one thing that you want to keep in mind, one thing that you want to keep in mind again, is that these, the, the chapters are trying to give you a complete picture of a culture, which is difficult. And so he's going to, he's going to pack a lot in. And instead of, instead of explaining something to you like, Oh, in, in the Igbo culture, we use stories to teach lessons or to communicate with people. He just tells the story. Um, I'll find one for tomorrow night, maybe, but a lot of times the stories will involve animals. A lot of times the stories will involve, um, people from the village long ago, but they use stories as a way to maintain the lessons and the values of their culture. Okay. So that's chapter six. Chapter seven is next. And I am not going to tell you what happens, but I will tell you this. You're, you, you didn't see it coming. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Oh, one last thing about chapter six that I really need to tell you. Okay. In preparation for chapter seven. When Azima is walking through the wrestling match, she sees this woman who she calls Chielo, okay? And they have a very normal conversation. And then Chielo says, um, how is my daughter? Which which means, oh, sorry, it's a Kwefi. She's the mom. And and Chielo says, how's my daughter? And she's talking about Azima, who's a Kwefi's daughter who's 10. And um, Chielo, there's a line on page 54. It says, she, Chielo, was the priestess of Agbala, the oracle of the hills and the caves. In ordinary life, Chielo was a widow with two children. She was very friendly with Aquefi, and they shared a common shed in the market. She was particularly fond of Aquefi's only daughter, Azima, whom she called my daughter. Quite often, she bought bean cakes and gave Aquefi some to take home to Azima. Anyone seeing Chielo in ordinary life would hardly believe she was the same person who prophesied when the spirit of Agbala was upon her. So she's a normal woman, but she's also a priestess, which means that she, she will go into the cave and she claims, and I say that because you're going to have to kind of, I don't know how you're going to want to interpret this in chapter seven, but she claims to at times be possessed by the spirit of Agbala. And she speaks on behalf of the spirit. It is not her the mortal person, Chielo, making these decisions. She claims to be only the communicator of the will of the deities that these people believe in. Um, and I will say, and you will learn this in chapter seven, the Igbo people believe in the word of Agbala, period. No questions asked. And they alluded to that earlier in a previous chapter where they said, like, you know, if we ever went to war without clearance from our gods, it would be a disaster. And that's true. That's really how they feel about making some very big decisions in their village is they have to be based in the decisions of the gods. And they only know what the gods say 
because of what the priestess says. The priestess is just a woman, but she claims to be the embodiment or the voice of the God when she's in the cave. I know that can be a little confusing. Okay, so that's chapter six. We're going to discuss chapter seven on Monday, chapter eight on Tuesday, and chapter nine on Wednesday. I'd now like to talk about, I just, um, at seven o'clock, I was in on a webinar session with the AP College Board, and they talked a lot about the test. Um, all of the information they disclosed will be available to you in writing by quote midday tomorrow. But I just wanted to give you an idea of what they talked about. So the first thing they said, which is most specific to us is that you guys are taking one essay question, an FRQ, which stands for free response question. You're going to be writing one essay for them. And it's the essay will be question two from previous exams. Question two is the analysis of prose. So all that really good practice we got with Heart of Darkness, that's going to be what you're going to what you're going to have. You're going to have an excerpt from a novel that you've never read, and you're going to have to analyze the meaning of it, and you're going to have to use those literary devices to get to the meaning. And so if you're taking the test and you're concerned about it or you want to feel well prepared, do not worry. I will be doing um, a you know we have five weeks left to prepare, and. I'll be working with you guys in those next five weeks, and we can we can set up a bunch of different stuff for those of you who are who would like to practice. Um, I know that's not everybody, and that's fine. If you're not taking the test, you can opt out of it. But if you are taking the test, I am going to put some things together for you. You know, we can do practice. I will give you guys as much practice as you want. I'll give you feedback on all your on all of your practice essays, and there's also there are also free courses in YouTube if you go to the link on Classroom. And they talked a lot about that on their webinar too. So if you want to attend a free session um, on YouTube, you can. Okay, so the the, the whole thing's going to be at home this year. And this the, the one thing I want to emphasize is they are going to give you all the information you need. Or that's what they told me. You guys will be get you'll be receiving an at-home digital guide. They also which will explain like here's how you get into the test, here's how you take the test. They also said they're going to be posting videos. So if you're nervous on the day of or the week, the week leading up um, on how to take the test, they're going to be providing that. Okay, so ours is going to be question two, which is the prose fiction question. Um, if you have extended time, if you've already been approved for extended time, you will also get extended time. Like, that doesn't change. They said that you guys can hand write or type the essay. I thought that was really interesting. So you have to make that decision for yourself. And if you hand write it, you, you have to take a picture of your handwriting. You have to take a picture of your essay. If you want to email me and consult with me on whether or not you should handwrite it, I would be happy to tell you which one to do. Um, uh, they also talked a lot about how they're going to maintain the integrity of the test by not having you cheat. I, I don't really foresee anyone from our crew like really trying their best to cheat on this thing. But if you are thinking about that, they really said that they have some top secret plans in place. I don't know if that's just bluster, but they did say that they're able to, they're going to, they're going to be having you guys answer questions sort of from beginning to end. Um, to make sure that, you know, you're not answering questions with one voice and then writing an essay with another voice. I will also say one thing that one thing they said that was really interesting is they said, I get a copy of everything by the end of May. And they really emphasize to teachers like teachers, if you think that one of your kids, suddenly like think about this was for all AP tests like think about AP Spanish like if you had a student who 
was not a very strong Spanish student. And then all of a sudden on the test, they're fluent. Like, you, you know, that th you could bring that to AP College Board. They also said that if they believe you to, to have, if they believe that you cheated, they will contact every single college that you submit your SAT scores to. Whoa, that's kind of scary. Don't cheat. Not that my people would. Okay, our test is going to be, and again, they'll post this tomorrow, but it's Wednesday, May 13th at 2 p.m. And if you can't do that test, there's a makeup date. But they really encouraged you guys to do the first one if you can, because then if you have a technical malfunction, you have another opportunity. Uh, what else? It, it'll be timed. They encourage you to keep the timer open. Once the timer closes, you're like you're done. You're locked out. If you don't have access to technology, you let me know or Mrs. Dixon know. Mrs. Dixon is our AP coordinator for the building. And we contact AP College Board, and then they figure out what to do. So if you don't have access to technology to take this test, and I'm pretty sure if you have a phone, I think you'll be okay. I'm not 100% on that, but they led me to believe that you could take the whole test by handwriting it and then photographing your work with your, with your phone and then submitting it that way. So if you don't have access to technology please let us know. And then we will contact the AP college board and they'll make sure you can take the test. Okay. So every, everything I just said in way more detail, will if you, if you really want to go through it and read it, which I encourage you to, if you're taking the test, it'll be available by noon to mid, sorry, midday tomorrow. But those are the big things. AP let's going to take the prose fiction essay question two, 45 minutes. If you have extended time, you get it. You can pick whether you are going to handwrite it or type it. Okay, guys, let's talk about Gretchen Whit Governor Gretchen Whitmer's announcement today that the school year, we're not coming back to face-to-face -to -face classrooms. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I, I personally am not surprised by her announcement. And I, I know probably deep down some of you are thinking that you knew this was coming, but it was probably, I'm, I'm sure you guys had a lot of emotions hearing her say it or reading about it on social media today. Um, but I just want to say a couple things on the topic of not coming back to school. Seniors are in a unique position and I hope you guys understand that. Your, your school year, the, what you had left was kind of what you've been waiting for, for four years. And I don't know how else to say it other than that. I just want to acknowledge that I understand Mr. Malash, a lot of the adults in your life, I'm sure, hopefully we all understand that you guys have taken a big hit. And I know that a lot of you, cause I've read this in your journals. I've read this in your emails. Many of you say things like, I know that I'm really lucky. I know that my family's healthy and that's all that really matters right now. I feel guilty for feeling so sad. I feel bad for, for feeling sorry for myself. I just want to let you guys know that you don't have to associate, like you don't have to judge yourself or feel sorry or feel guilty or any of those things. You have a lot that you lost and it is okay to have any emotion that you want with that. If you had to have a good cry, if you're going to have a good cry in a couple weeks, if you have to talk it out with someone in your family or FaceTime your friends or whatever you need to do. But I don't want anybody thinking, well, this is small compared to what other people are going through. Okay, fine. That may be very true. That may be very true, but it doesn't mean that you can't have a big feeling associated with these disappointments. 
there's a lot, you know, we, we hold ceremonies for a reason. They are outward signs of inward changes. They also supply a tremendous amount of closure. And we as adults, I as an adult, firmly understand the purpose of things like a commencement, a prom, right? Like these are really important moments for every young person to experience or for people who want to experience them in many ways, just because they officially close the door on a chapter that has lasted your whole life. And you guys today found out that the rest of your high school career is just, it's going to look different than you thought. And the first thing I, so, so sorry, feel how, how you need to feel about that. Maybe it's sad. Maybe it's mad, but allow that feeling guys. Don't, don't say that you're not allowed it because your life is not at risk right now. We know we feel a we all feel a tremendous amount of compassion and love for the people who are on the front lines of fighting this disease. And we know that there are people putting their lives on the line every day. That doesn't mean that what you're experiencing isn't real or true, right? It doesn't mean that your sense of disappointment is overly inflated. So have that moment for yourself. The other thing I'll say, and I'm laughing as I say this because every year when seniors graduate, I've been teaching Lord knows how long, 15 years, and every year seniors are like, Mrs. Ford, we are such a memorable class. Like, just say it, like the class of 20, whatever, we are the most memorable class. And, and in my mind, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you guys all blur together after a while. But I will say this, for the class of 2020, no one will ever forget the class of 2020. And what I mean by that is all these adults that you've been with at Berkeley High, all of us are, we're going to find ways to celebrate you guys. And those ways will not look how you thought they were going to look, but we're going to find ways. I have no idea what those will look like, but we're going to do it. And I know that your families feel the same way. I know that your grandparents feel the same way. So I want to assure you, I'm not going to be able to wave a magic wand and give you everything that you thought you were going to get, but we are going to do whatever we can with whatever resources we can get to celebrate the class of 2020. And every time you guys come back to see us, like for as long as I am a teacher, I will remember the class of 2020. And it's a, it, it, this is an unbelievable thing. Your children will not believe that you were a senior in high school when all this happened. And I'm sure a lot of you are thinking like, why me? Why this year? You know, any other year. And I can totally understand that. Um, and I have, I have no answers for you, but I want you to know that we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that your accomplishments feel celebrated. Okay, let's review. It's okay to be sad or to have whatever emotion you want. I also want you guys to know that you have all achieved great things. You will all go on to do great things. I think that's the one that I really 
want you to know is that this doesn't change. This changes a lot of things in the, in the next few months. But all, and I know I've said this before. All the dreams that you have for yourself are still available. And again, I'm not trying to take away the disappointment of today. I just want to reassure you, that everything that you want for yourself for the future is still within your grasp. Okay, last thing. You guys are not going to get the the thing that you thought. But that does not but you still deserve a huge celebration. And I don't know how that celebration is going to look, but you deserve a tremendous celebration. Oh, seniors, I love you so much. I cannot say that enough. And I'm going to be here talking to this microphone <laughs> every night for the next, whenever we get to our last day in May. And I just want to try to communicate with you. And I'm going to continue to try to communicate with you in all the ways that I can. I want to support you through the AP test. I want to read a book with you. I want you guys to continue your learning in terms of reading and writing. I want to make sure our community, I'm here still trying to hold up our community in any way that I can. So I will be here for you if you need me. And hopefully other people from your school and your community are saying the same thing. <sighs> I have two things left. One thing is shout outs. So let's get to it. Shout outs. Guys, I got a big list. Here are some people who are showing me love. Kyla, Quinn, Skylar, Natalie, Elise, Honor, Aaron, Leah, Allie. Thanks so much for thanks so much for liking my stuff or emailing me or saying hi. I always appreciate hearing from you. Okay, the last thing that I'm going to say tonight is if you guys go on my website, on my Anchor FM where I record my podcast, if you go to my website, we're going to try something and we're going to see if this works. If you go, I think either, I hope it's on the one in my profile, but you're going to see a button that says send a message. And I want you guys to send me an audio message or send me a voice message, click on it and it should record your voice and, and send it to me. And if you have a message or a shout out or something that you want to say to the class of 2020, say it. Um, maybe you want to send some love, whatever you guys want to do. I want you to send me a message. So go on, I'll link it in my profile. I'll post it on classroom. Maybe I'll even do a screencastify to show you how to do it, but I would love to hear your voices now more than ever. So hit the link, send me a message. <sighs> okay, guys, I'll be back tomorrow night. I don't care what the governor said. I'm not going anywhere. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>